Welcome to WPC Smash, your stop for wrestling and pop culture smash together. I am Ian, this is Mike Moran, and this is Pipster, and we are going to immerse you into our world of wrestling, sports, fantasy sports, music, movies, and pop culture. Ten. All right, WPC Smash episode 10, Mike Morand. Yeah, what's going on? The perfect 10, episode 10, that's right. We made it 10 episodes in, brother. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling good, man. Each week I feel it gets better and better. Absolutely. Um, I love doing it. I love every aspect of it. I love editing the whole nine, and I appreciate everyone for listening. Absolutely. We definitely appreciate all you guys, and definitely spread the word, subscribe, like, all that fun stuff. Let's jump right into it, dude, because we had a big couple weeks of wrestling, oh, yeah. and uh, let's start off with NXT TakeOver, yeah? Yeah, Brooklyn. Dude, in my opinion, Brooklyn. this was the show of the last you know week, because the card matches top to bottom, mm-hmm. top notch, man. I loved every aspect of this pay-per-view. What did you think? Just overall? Overall, I liked it. Yeah. You know, I maybe overanalyzed a lot. Compared to the first NXT Brooklyn TakeOver, that one is special to me. They're all good. But, great show. Legit. I love I watch it twice. I, I like watching it. <laughs> Straight off the bat, we got Johnny Gargano coming out to a huge ovation. Lots of Johnny wrestling chants. I like that he's got wrestling on the trunks. Yeah. He's definitely, they're letting him embrace that Johnny wrestling indie uh, persona that he had. Yeah. So, I really like that with him as a baby face. And, um... Outcomes Andrade Cien Almas with the like Alberto Del Rio entrance to the fullest, including the kneeling down with the sparks on the back. <laughs> it was crazy, like Alberto Del Rio. Like they were just. I didn't even think of it like that. It, awesome. it was unbelievable. Watch it back now, and you could do them side to side. I remember it's it bad. Like in my head now. Now that you say it, yeah, it, like sticks out. That's awesome. That's all I could think <laughs> but about. Because what I was thinking about and this, is what reminds me of it, um, because I, I just did go to SmackDown and I was like, oh, there's no more pyro. I heard there's no more pyro, and then case in point, in his entrance. The pyro effect was done on the screen behind him. Yeah, which so I thought was I cool. Remember him down on his knees. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It was destiny. Like yeah. <laughs> Shinsuke Dude. took his his line, and now this guy's taking his entrance. All right. And they're just like slapping. And Jim Cornette's taking his belt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Dude, this was a good match. This back and forth, awesome, big yeah. moves, convincing. Johnny Gargano sells like the best of them man you can tell that that he takes pride in the way that he sells his moves in the ring and i appreciate it and i love it man back and forth they went the whole match at the end very surprising to me cn almas gets the uh the pin you know oh no he taps him out yep right at the end right Mm -hmm. and um i was super surprised dude i thought for sure babyface was going over what'd you think I think they were both trying to steal the show, and it, it definitely showed it. And um, the win, surprising, but I go into NXT open-minded. It definitely looks like they're trying to build CN because they got the valet with him now, and he's kind of having a little resurgence of his career. And I, I think it he was, looks good. I think it was a good move. Get him some momentum. Yep. You know? I wasn't into him at first when he was doing all the posing in the ring and stuff like that. But I guess like you know the. Uh, Vega, that's her last name. I forget her first name, but she's like, oh yeah, you can't pose in the ring, blah blah blah, right. and stuff like that. So I like Got where they're going with that. And kick some ass, dude. I enjoyed it, and um, I thought it was really good the way that she threw the DIY shirt at him to distract him yeah. at the end. 
you could tell that you know there's there's more that they're gonna do with that you know so unfinished business absolutely dude it was good match great match I was like man follow that and uh, right after that we got um, authors of pain and sanity I'm pretty sure that they came out next but Mm -hmm. again super surprising finish man awesome match back and forth right at the beginning we get the um, Eric Young swerve yeah the switcheroo yep you know I'll put it out there straight up this is my favorite match of the night. Um, I, I don't know what it. it is lately. I'm all about tag team matches. Yes. They've been standing out. I'm a big supporter of Sanity. I love that gimmick. If I could be a wrestler, I'd want to be in Sanity. I like the way they look. I like their, their entrance. I, I like that they're all crazy. I like that they all came out and little Nikki Cross is running like a mad woman, you know. Yep. And She's then, good. And then they just brawl. They, they don't even start the match. I like that. And yep. they're just brawling. Everyone's beating on everyone. Um, I thought Authors of Pain's masks were super cool when they oh, came yeah. out this time. Yeah, they were like reptilian look, you know? They were super cool. like Desert Storm looking fatigues. It was awesome. Dude, and, you know, right at the end, I didn't expect it, but Sanity walks away with the straps. Yeah. And uh, it was due to... It's a good ending. Yeah. It was great. Dude, the whole match was good. And then right after that, we get, you know, the Ring of Honor Alliance, Red Dragon, like, runs out and stomps down everybody. Everyone. Lays out all their finishers. Everybody's super pumped. I was stoked, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, Crowd's going nuts. Yep. I I loved it. I was excited. And I'm like, man, follow that, you know? And Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, what's next, you know? And um, I'm pretty sure Hideo and Alistair was after that. And, um... This one I was less excited for because they're really pushing Alistair Black and you know what's going to happen. You know, he's going to kick somebody in the face and get the win. Mm-hmm. You know, Kenta, Hideo Itami, sorry, brother, rest in peace. Like, he yeah. needs to get repackaged with a mask or something like that. And I think uh, he could do big things because he's great in the ring and it, it really had nothing to do with his facial expressions in Japan. Right. So they could repackage him and put a mask on him and do something cool with him. But I really knew what was going to happen there. And I'm not a big fan of matches where they're just kicking each other back and forth. That's kind of, I don't know. Because, you you know. I think they knew that, too. And that's why they had JR on commentary. That's a good point. Um, They were stiff with them. Like, it was cool and everything. But, like, take the shin pads off if you want me to, like. Oh, yeah. If you you want me to get excited about that. And that would, like, amp everything up. Dude, I would have blown up. And we'd be talking about this match in a totally different way if Aleister Black pulled off his shin pads and then started kicking people. But I I did like the live band entrance. Dude, Um, that was dope. Not to, like, jump right back to the beginning. That was oh, awesome. Oh, I'll jump all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. I was talking about Alistair Black's entrance, but the very True. beginning, let's jump back to that real quick. Yeah. The very beginning, the opening video cut sequence is during like uh, a rock and roll metal concert. Like the band yep. is doing doing the song of the night and they're flipping it from the band and the crowd reactions to the to the video package. I thought that was sick. And in my head, I'm like, that's Triple H. Whoever's back that's there calling up. calling these cameras is the man. It made it feel like a, a big show feel like wrestling. Right off the bat. And then it jumped right into wrestling. Yeah. Right like, into wrestling. No, like, welcome, no nothing. Just ding, ding, ding. Let's yep. do this. Loved it. So we'll, we'll fast forward back to the match we're in. Alistair Black, I like him because he's metal to me. I, I don't know. I have Okay. I like how, uh, how he lifted up. And then he's with the band, like that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. whole thing. He that did it in awesome. the band, yeah. But then, to talk on your point about Kenta, um, Atami, even Jr. and the announcers were like, 
He was great in Japan. Yeah, he he's having a rough time. He can't pick up the steam in NXT. Which yeah, it's been three you don't years since that. Like, oh, not from the babyface commentators. Yeah, <laughs> I feel bad, but it, it is the truth. And even they're pointing it out, you know. But the match overall didn't do much for me. It was a scrap. It was cool. And then I was just like, all right, what are they going next? Yeah, a women's championship right up next. And. Dude, another great match. Honestly, I thought mm-hmm. Asuka was going to hand over the strap this time. I thought she was going to lose. I feel like she's ready for the call-up. Yeah. Um, but she walks away with it again. You know, uh, Ember Moon hit the finisher and Asuka kicked out. It was good. Eclipse, man. A lot of false finishes. Like, And I like Ember the Eclipse. Like yeah. The you, tornado stunner off the top rope. Super oh, yeah. cool. I'm surprised nobody thought of that. And it looked smooth. It, it looked It always great. looked smooth. She's really good. Like, oh, yeah. Yep. She's going to be a good champion someday. And what I liked about that match, too, is uh, Asuka definitely targeted the shoulder and did a lot of submissions. I, yeah. was, I was into that. They were doing back more, and forth. more wrestling than just striking like we saw in the matches before that, if you will. That's a good point, yeah. Um, so I was very interested in that. I liked when um, Ember Moon put Asuka in the, the Asuka lock, the chicken wing. Yeah. But when Asuka reversed it and was just slamming her arm and shoulder, like perfect selling. That's what I'd like to see in a wrestling match. Yep. I thought it was awesome. And then, like you said, false finishes, and then boom, Asuka retains. One thing that stuck out to me for the match that Asuka does every once in a while that really really gets me going on her is uh, when she holds the arm and kicks her, like, stomps on the head. Oh, yeah. And the crowd really boos it because it's brutal looking, yeah. you know. And um, that's – she did that, oh, and yeah. that really brought the heat. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, oh, yeah. that's when I like mm-hmm. Asuka. And like, it I think physicality, she's at too. Like, even when they were on the outside, Asuka did a suplex, but the way she tucked Ember Moon's arm and then suplexed her onto the ramp, yeah, like – Smart, smart. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, Asuka walked away with the strap. She mm-hmm. is the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion, the longest reigning NXT title holder ever. Yep. And, uh, you know, she's moving on to big, big things eventually, but not yet. Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre for the strap. Bobby Roode, I oh, yeah. absolutely expected him to uh, walk in, do his glorious entrance, which he did. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to win. They had a great match back and forth, and uh, he didn't. We got a new NXT champion. What What about that match did you like, man? Uh, just the general, the crowd was, for a main event, was behind it. A yep. lot of times the crowd gets tired, yep. but the crowd was still behind it, so I really like that. And again, the word physicality. Like, yep. These guys were smooth together. Um, smooth one, and physical. I don't even know what to call the move, but there was one move on the outside, McIntyre, it looked like he was gonna slam him right on the on the floor, but then he he turned real quick and, and slammed Bobby Roode's back, right on the apron. Yep. And I just thought I was like, oh man, like it, it was. I don't, I don't even know what to say. It was a They're, glorious match, dude. Really <laughs> they were smooth. They were <laughs> stiff. I liked the way they had chemistry that we'd never seen in right. WWE, quote unquote, because mm-hmm. they've wrestled. They've wrestled main event matches or semi-main event right. matches, and they've spent time together, so they knew what to do and just to bring it to the WWE style, and we got a great match from it. You know, it, it looked like if you would, if they had never wrestled before, like you assume in WWE world, universe, yeah. you know, that's chemistry at its finest. Uh, you know what Most I mean? I thought, it, I thought it was good, man. I thought everything was excellent. I thought the card was great. I thought every match top to bottom was good. 
and I was super happy. And I don't expect anything less from NXT pay-per-views these days because they consistently they deliver. deliver. Yep. Yeah. You took the words right out of my yeah. mouth, man. <laughs> they deliver week in and week out. So the next week we jump into uh, next week. The next night. <laughs> Before we go into the next night, there was a little something-something during some celebrations. Oh, yeah. Um, on NXT, you know. So Drew McIntyre... And they, and they do allude to it. He was in WWE when he was 21. Yeah. So You, you know, get a little video young. package from that, too, like his younger days. Yeah, which was awesome. So, on. and we all know he left. He took a bet on himself and, and brought his stock up, kind of like a Jinder Mahal did. Yeah. You know? So this was awesome for him. It was a great moment because now he's a technically a WWE world champion. He's in the record books. Yep. So we get that celebration. And then all of a sudden, we see the Ring of Honor boys from earlier, Bobby Fish up in the corner. Yep. And it distracts I can't believe I almost skipped past this. I know. I was so excited. We already talked about it. That's why I was probably like, So then what happens, Ian, when... when Oh, my boy Adam Cole runs out of the crowd and stomps down Drew McIntyre, and him and Red Dragon stand tall, holding up the title... And uh, oh, Adam Cole, baby, yeah. makes his appearance, dude. And he's going to be carrying that strap soon, very yeah. soon. And I thought it was awesome. The Ring of it, Honor it, clan, dude, yeah. like we called, bro. Faction. So the only thing, if I could be nitpicky, like someone's got to be that guy, yeah. is when Adam Cole, as soon as he hit McIntyre, the announcers were like, oh, my God, it's Adam Cole. Don't yeah. you think they could have played it up a little bit more until they, yeah. like, got a good screenshot of his face? Yeah, there, yeah. Like, oh, who's this man? Oh, my God. And then, oh, that's Adam Cole. But it was like, like, they obviously <laughs> knew he was coming up. But yeah, like, yeah, come on yeah. now. Like, yeah. to someone who didn't know who Adam Cole is or what Ring of Honor is, what the Bullet Club is, like, yeah. give us a little bit of, like, Dude, there's some dude like with long hair like him. What what the hell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who what? is that guy? Oh, that's Adam Cole. Either he was way. the he was the Ring of Honor World Champion uh, three times, I believe, right, and right. which is the most ever and all that stuff. And oh, but dude, was, the uh, hottest free agent yeah. in wrestling in the last six months besides Kenny Omega. Like, yeah. hey, dude. And then it fades to black, yeah, and it's beautiful. And then, and, then, <laughs> and then the next night we get into SummerSlam, and we get crap tons of video packages to start it off. And yeah, uh, KFC jams, and oh, uh, yeah. two hours of pre-show, which the first hour was just um, the four panelists, you know, chatting in an empty arena. You know, and it, it yeah. we got one match like an hour into the pre- the preview, and then another one a half hour after that. Nobody's there. The uh, apparently the stadium had a hard time getting people into the building yeah. for you know searching them and safety issues or whatever. But that's no excuse, man. That place was empty, and right. and people uh, paid money, and yep, and they you know wrestlers are putting it out there mm-hmm. on SummerSlam. Some of these people, you know. This is what they wanted to do their whole life. This is a big moment for them, and nobody's watching. It was bad, dude. It was embarrassing yeah. to watch. It's hard to watch when there's no crowd. It's weird. Yeah, even, even someone like Jason Jordan, you know, yep. he's out there teaming with the Hardy boys. Right? Yeah. And there's 20 people there. There's like, nobody to give a, you know, a reaction to. And I bet at that point, those people in the crowd, they're like, oh, my God, get out there in front of hard camera. And they sent everybody's, everybody who was backstage that was, that it wasn't necessary oh, yeah. out there to get in those hard camera shots. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, I was embarrassed. I felt bad. They, but, you know, it's SummerSlam, so you expect with a two-hour um, preview 
that you're going to get a lot of crap and you sure did. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, I don't blame the crowd stuff or anything like that. They still put on good matches. They did. And maybe you know, if you watched them for what they been... were, they were good wrestling matches. Oh, for sure. And I like what I saw. And maybe yeah. that could be something for someone like Jason Jordan, a learning a learning tool. Like, he's teaming with the Hardys. They're probably in his ear like, just go with the flow. Just, we're professionals. Yeah. We're going to get paid to do what we're going to do. Because there's millions of people watching on the network anyway. Yeah. You know? I mean. It's just <clears throat> unfortunate. In my opinion. The Miz is in that match. The Intercontinental title is not defended at SummerSlam. That's concerning to me. Yeah. You know. Definitely. But let's get past that and just yep. like keep going on to the four-hour show that we had coming up where there actually were people in the stands. One thing I'm going to chime on at the very end of the pre-show was the reveal that KFC HBK was the new colonel. Yeah. And there was a crowd for that and that was a good feel-good moment. But what I do like about that, later on in the week I read that the reason Shawn Michaels did that was because Ric Flair was supposed to. Uh, and since Ric Flair was sick, which, you know, WPC Smash, we give you a get well get to well, Ric, Ric Flair, it Woo! seems like things are moving along. So Yeah, but oh, that, that guy will never die. But that's awesome to hear that his close friend Shawn Michaels was like, they wanted Ric and they can't get him, sign me up, I'll be there. Yep. So... That being said, let's drum roll it out. Roll out the red carpet for the four-hour SummerSlam <laughs> extravaganza of the summer. All right, let's jump around a little bit. We got Randy Orton versus Rusev. This match was thrown together right at the end. Um, it officially lasted only a few seconds, right? Yeah. It was, yeah. I don't know. What do you think, man? What's Rusev done wrong backstage? That's what I think when I see something like that, you know? And you see yeah. all the rumors and this and that and... Something's going on. You know, that's what I see right there. Like, that's it. They should have just took that. Uh, they should have put that in the pre-show and put the Hardys in, you know, back on the card. Yeah. If they were going to do something like that. Um, it's not Randy Orton's fault, I'm sure. Yeah, a little bit of humbling. Absolutely. That makes sense to me. Um, so, might, yeah. But it sucks because as a fan, I don't want to see that. Do something else to him. A quick RKO. Boom. Like, how about he just got to jump before he even gets to the ring and he can't compete? The doctor's like, nope. Not tonight, you know. Yeah. I don't know, but something. whatever. Yeah, he did something wrong, and I, I thought it was dumb, but whatever. Um, Randy Orton, RKO win. Yeah. Big Cass versus Big Show. Dude, another giant, no pun intended, <laughs> disappointment in my opinion. Um, these guys had that one good match right at the beginning, mm -hmm. and they haven't done anything since. I don't know if it's... We've said that, too. Like, yeah, we've yeah. talked about this before, and this one wasn't any better. And, you know, Enzo's up in the cage, and he takes off his clothes for some reason, and, like, pours baby oil all over himself and, like, slithers out of the bars and jumps down. Just to get kicked right in the mouth. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know, man. It, it didn't yeah. look good. Well, this is what I'm thinking optimistically. When, when you go back and, and they do, like, SummerSlam highlights on Raw, like, moments, if you will, SummerSlam moments, like, you got Shane O'Mac falling off the... The Titantron, you got yeah. Macho Man getting married. In a sad world, they're gonna show Enzo slipping out of the shark cage because it was entertaining, but it did nothing like wrestling wise for me. It's yeah. never been done, and that's what I thought was a little cool about it. Yeah, but I'm annoyed with Enzo and, well, it, and Big Cast. Like, well, now I think, in my opinion, it kills the shark cage because now people can get out. I'm like, okay, so people can just yeah. squeeze out of there, like, okay, like. I, they right. never need to do that again because it's and, not and, believable anymore. It's not a real story now. And another internet rumor was that was another piece of humbling for for Enzo 
because he's been having some heat. Oh, yeah. How about yeah. going down to 205 Live later on, you know? It's like... Something that uh, the commission over here, Ian, has called weeks ago. Yeah. If you go back to prior episodes. Absolutely. You called that, man. Yeah. I was going to talk about that later, but you called it. Yeah. John Cena, Baron Corbin, disappointing, too. Like, I think yeah. this was another piece of humbling, as you may say. This, this card was not good. You know, the way they slapped it all together. We talked about it. Yeah. We, we tried to get excited. We actually, I was excited, you know, because you would hope that some of these matches would work out where they would do something cool, and they just didn't. They just, like, squash, squash, squash. Yeah. And, um, but whatever. John At least C- Baron Corbin got some offense in, in this match. A yeah, bit. <laughs> they probably wanted to give John Cena more time, and he was like, oh, dude, I can't beat you. I only got three moves. I can't beat you down for 15 right. minutes. Like, so you're going to have to hit me with something. <laughs> yeah, why don't you give me the... Uh... The deep six that looks just like my scoop uh, yeah. suplex spinning maneuver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But John Cena, obviously. All right. Yeah. You know. With that being said, I just want to get this off my chest. This whole, we've said it too many times just in the beginning of our review here. Humblings and internet rumors. Like, honestly, this past week of wrestling, as far as, like, reading Twitter and stuff, has annoyed the crap out of me. Has it? Yeah, it has, with the whole Rusev It's thing. weird to hear you say that, because you're usually, like, the super positive guy about wrestling. Like, oh, like, they'll do something yeah. cool, it'll get better. And, but it's like, they're just, all this crap's coming along. Like Just the internet crap. Like, I, I just yeah. stayed off of the internet after a while. Like, is Rusev going to quit? He put his notice up, and then Lana's like, no, he didn't. And yeah. then they're saying, Baron Corbin's getting crushed because John Cena doesn't like him. And then yeah. John Cena, you know, all that he said, I'm like, dude... No more internet. I just want to watch the show yeah, and not yeah, yeah. think about whatever's going on backstage. I don't care about that right now. Like, yeah, it's just, tough to watch though. You have to wonder. Chest, but... You have to wonder as a fan who watches every single week. Like, what's going on? Why are these guys who they're clearly like sometimes and like, you know, Baron Corbin would have beat John Cena a month ago. I'm sure of it. Yeah. But what happened between now and then? Like, that's what you try to figure out as a fan. Like, because it's supposed to be a story. Now that there you have no story to go with, it must be something backstage that I can't see because they're not showing me why John Cena beats right. the crap out of Baron Corbin in ten minutes. Yeah. And you, you know what I mean? After he wins money in the bank and all this stuff. You're not explaining it to me. So I'm gonna assume that it's something I can't see, which is backstage, you know, because right. it's, it's a same, show. Same at Rusev. Is this really over the fact that he cut his hair? Like if, if that's true, that sucks, you know? Yeah. Like, he cut his hair. Maybe he's complaining that he deserves a better spot on the card. Like, yeah. But he is invested in himself. Wouldn't you say that, too? Like, yeah. But it's like, no, put your tail between your legs and lose in seven seconds. Like, yeah. What the hell? Uh, and he did it. So, it, you know, it is what it is. John Cena goes over. Um, Naomi versus Natalia. Dude, I was excited about yeah, this one. I was, and I liked it. It was a good match. I, I thought that Naomi worked good. I thought that she had good facial expressions, especially towards the end when, you know, she was losing. Um, she cried. I was. I believe that she was sad that she lost that title at SummerSlam and that, like, it looked to me like in her heart she knew it was over. Like, this is my run with that title, like, may not come back for a little while because my turn's over. You know, and I, I, I read that from her, and that made me mm-hmm. emotionally invested. And I was immediately, obviously, excited for Natalia for the same reason, because that was Natalia when she probably had to hand over the Divas title that right. time five years ago or whatever it was. How it long was, was like it? Seven. Seven. Seven, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? She knew at that time that she may never get it back, and it did take a long time, but she earned it. 
because of the respect of the fans, the way she wrestles day in and day yeah. out, and honestly, the she way did. she teaches all these right. girls how to wrestle, like nobody talks about that. How she's out back, you know, showing all these girls what to do. You right. know, she's she, like she's like Mother Nightheart, <laughs> right? And not just showing them how to do a hammer lock or a headlock. She's showing them like, okay, this is how, when you leave the show, you should go to the airport this way. Yeah, you should check into your hotel and if it, whatever she's doing, them, she's teaching them like the biz. Yep. But again, she you know put her pride aside for seven years, and she she knows that she's the best wrestler they have. Yeah. You know, and another annoying internet thing that I wish I didn't read, and and I'm just gonna stem off of it. One of the reasons I read that uh, Naomi dropped the belt, I don't know if you read this, is they're trying to market the Glow Championship belt, but it won't be able to be sold till December. So the company decided not to have her keep the belt till December. Yeah. And give it to someone else, and then she'll get it back around that time where uh, conveniently okay. they can sell the glow belt in stores. Oh, that's. I, I hate the glow belt. I, I don't like um, a few things about her, but let's. We got a ton of stuff to I don't go hate over. the glow belt. It's like Austin having his belt. Yeah. I think they're cool. I don't like the way. I didn't like Jeff Hardy's belt, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> that purple one, but. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I much prefer uh, Natalia as the champion, and I'm super yeah. stoked that she won. And Congratulations. looking good. Absolutely. Um, we forgot in the pre-show, uh, or we just didn't talk about it because it wasn't much, Nebel and Tazawa. Yeah. That was the other match. and um, Well, one of the other matches. And Nebel won the title back real quick. What was the reason for the switch? I have no idea because it lasted, what was it, a week? Yeah, six <laughs> days. Six days, like. Dude, I have no idea what they did there or why they did it, but um, me either, man. It just like for basic storylines, it just showed like you just killed everything Neville's been doing for so long because he got beat by Tazawa and Austin Aries couldn't beat him. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, That's uh, what, yeah. Uh, no offense to um, Tazawa. Yeah, you're a good hand. Yeah, but, but we're, we're Austin. But Aries Austin fans. Aries is a superstar. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, and there's other guys down there who could. Do a better job, like I think, or be more believable. You know, Davari, he's super good in the ring, and he has a lot of good matches with a lot of good people. Like I think that guy deserves that chance at that title, like a real chance, not just like I'm gonna lose that one pay per view. Yeah. You know, and um, <clears throat> do runs with people, do long programs. Like why do, why do you have to wrestle four times in a month in the blowoffs at the pay per view? You know, you could do a promo this week. Next week, right. the other guy cuts back on his promo. The third time, they do it in front of each other, and then they wrestle for the first time four weeks into the promo. It's, you know, into mm-hmm. the their deal. Like, now we're not oversaturated with all the crap. And, like, you know, they it, on WWE, they would have wrestled four times in, a, in that four-week period. Right. And it's like, you don't need to do all that. Like, why are you upset? Why are you mad? You know, who's the bad guy? What did you do? Did you steal his girl? Like... Did you eat it, you know, you step on his Xbox in the back room? Like, what's going on, dude? You know, like, I don't know. It just seems so obvious to me that and why they would, they, they couldn't do things like that. But um, Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor, I was excited for this one. And I, I thought it delivered. We got the demon. We called that a little while yep. back. Something would happen. It was getting the bloodbath. That was sweet. Yeah, you know, yep. so uh, Bray Wyatt gives him the bloodbath. I hope we see more of that. I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. It, it gives it that, like, oh, like... You know, yeah, this is about to get real. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You know, these guys can work together, and I really enjoyed their wrestling, their back and forth. 
I think they are good on the mic together. I think everything about it's good. I think they're both great. So obviously, right. when two great guys work together, you get great matches. Yep. And uh, I enjoyed it. I don't think that either of these guys per se right now needs a title. Nope. Um, because they have great personalities, great followings, great entrances. They got it all. Um, they. I think it's kind of honestly a waste for them to wrestle each other. Like that was cool. But um, you know, you could build two other guys by having them separately wrestle. Yeah. And win, but just they'll make them look good. You know what I mean? Um, but I loved it. You know, that those were two of the biggest entrances of the night. Right. And those are two sure. characters, too. And then that takes me back to being younger when yeah, there were characters. But they're yeah. not, you know, we're not talking about the trash man fighting the dentist. Like, these yeah. are the two awesome, like, original characters. That it was, right it on. It was definitely sweet. We're talking about the demon and, you know, Bray Wyatt, right. who is... Now, do you think the demon should have a different finisher? Yes, you know, yeah, I, I think about that stuff. Yeah, like, like he bring, he crawls a little more, and maybe he's a little he's got more a different intense. entrance, yeah, and a different look. But he wrestles a lot of the same, and uh, maybe if he did just a couple things that were more aggressive, it doesn't even have to be much because you don't want him to be a bad guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but just more aggressive. Like I don't, I'm not saying finger pokes, but. You know, maybe he stomps on somebody ten times while they're on the ground. You know, something like that. I yeah. think that'd be cool. Um, and I think he will do something like that once we see him more, and he'll figure out like really how he's gonna do that character and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. maybe they're like, you know, do all the same stuff so the kids recognize it to you. Who knows? Yeah. We don't know. Yeah, that's definitely cool. You know, um, New Day versus Usos. I know you want to talk about this one, man. Take the lead. Oh yeah, man. So this to me was the match of the night. I've been very high on the Usos and the New Day. Each week, I'm more and more in your bandwagon, man. Nice. And these guys are having great matches. All four, like that whole group of people right there. Yeah, all five. Keep of them. going, yep. keep going, because they're having great matches. They're stealing the show all the time. Yep. So we we got the the classic thing we've been seeing for the past few weeks. But one of the main things that stood out to me that I almost asked you to rewind the show was was the finish. Um, and and I know you've been also saying. Uso show us something new, but the finish to me, they showed us something new. They did. When they did that pop up Samoan drop, but to the outside, and then he caught yeah. uh, Xavier, and Xavier took that wicked bump. Like I thought that wasn't supposed to happen, and they dropped him, but no, when, when I look back at it, it was smooth as hell. And then all of a sudden, Big E does the big spear, and then that's when the Usos uh, just took over, took him to the penitentiary. Gave him a couple super kicks yep. uh, and, and, you know, sealed the deal with some good splashes. Yep. Solid match. Very smooth. Both teams have chemistry. I like that the Usos took out Kofi into the stairs. Like, they're being more vicious. Yep. And overall, awesome. Dude, and, I again, I loved it. You know, it was perfect. They, yeah. they know what they're doing together. And I like both teams. And I like them more and more. Each time I see them, the big Samoan drop bump, that was my favorite Ooh, part, yeah. too, oh, yeah. man. Um, AJ Styles and Kevin Owens for the United States Championship. Dude, woo! I was super excited about this match, even though it had no buildup and nothing really to excite me about it. You know that these guys have good matches no matter who they're in the ring with, and they're in the ring with each other. Again, two great talents that could have put over somebody else, and um, but whatever. We got that match again. AJ Styles walks away. All, obviously, we had Shane as the special ref. And uh, they had so much back and forth, you know, what you would expect right, from that. AJ's pushing the ref, Kevin Owens is pushing the ref, Shane's pushing them both, you know. Yeah. Um, it, it was 
very much what what I expected it to be. Um, Shane didn't pick sides. He told right down the middle. Yep, everything was good. Everything was right. Um, it was legit. It was good. I thought it was good, man. You know, nothing yeah. particularly sticks out at me because a lot of the focus was on Shane. You know, and the referee. Which is what you're supposed to do in that match. That's fine. You know, it's a special guest referee match or whatever. And and that's what made the match a little better for me, too. Because with Shane O'Mac being the special guest referee, it definitely felt more like a SummerSlam. Yep. It wasn't like, oh, we're seeing this on SmackDown. Whatever. Um, And and Shane's a great character. Yeah. I like like seeing him in the ring. and He needed to be on the show. That's cool. Is hilarious. Yeah. Like the, the fact he's like, you can survive a helicopter crash, but you can't take a super kick from me. Yeah. Shane, I, I, oh man, I thought that was funny. He's but, wicked good, dude. He's smart. He's witty. They also obviously built something up going forward with Kevin Owens and Shane. Yeah. WrestleMania, you know? baby. Oh, that's we where we're going. See, man. So great match, and I'm happy with that, man. Yeah. I, I I thought it was really good, and uh, you know. Staying uh, in the in the area of jumping back to tag teams, Cesaro, Sheamus, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins. Dude, yeah. what'd you expect before you watched the match? I honestly expected a good match. I don't know if it's on being biased towards tag teams. I think things are hot right now. With they tag are teams. super hot right and now. Like we've said before, Cesaro and Sheamus have yeah. molded as a great team. Where'd you think the straps were going to go before you watched? Shield. Yeah. We both picked the yeah. shield beforehand. I I know it's hard. It's one of those things when you're like fantasy booking, like right before the show, you can change your mind just by right. the way they come out, you know, or something happens mm-hmm. and it's like, nope, they're going this way, you know. So I thought I still the whole time they got the big shield entrance, all that right. stuff was good. I like uh, Seth Rollins' music. They added that. Uh, oh, burn it down. Yeah, right at the beginning, it's catchy, like you know, and I think that it's good, and I think it's a. Uh, Definitely something that they're going forward with in the future. I think, obviously, we've already talked about Shield Reunion and all that. But we do get some new champions. Yeah, and what I'm thinking about that for that title uh, exchange, if you will, is the star power of Rollins and Ambrose. Two former world champions they, they who have never kind of fell off. They're always hot. They're always one of the biggest segments on Raw. Yep. So, to me, it made sense that they were going to take the titles. Yeah. And there was, honestly, a lot of good moves in this match. Um, I did like the double razor's edge from Cesaro and Sheamus. That was my favorite spot. I thought that was cool. But I was also just like... They did a lot of cool... Uh, like I, yeah. They did two or three new moves, like double mm-hmm. team moves like that, that I hadn't seen before, at least, you know. And um, the fact that Rollins and Ambrose actually did some... I don't even remember, because three years is enough to kind of erase my memory about the Shield. But yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They were doing some sweet double team moves themselves, and it, it made it look... Obviously, they have the chemistry of being in the Shield. Yep. And I thought it came off awesome because i'm big on seth rollins that's no lie obviously know? seth rollins is like the the coming the next coming of Shawn michaels for what we have right now um i think finn balor is like as close as you can get to that too i think yeah. one of those two guys is going to be you know running the show for the next 20 years Most definitely um Great match, title switch. We all expected it, but yeah, we all wanted moment. it too. Feel good moment, and that was one of the matches too that felt uh, like a good heel versus face team because yeah. Cesaro, uh, Cesaro, Cesaro, yeah, Cesaro and Sheamus get some heat. 
They yeah. definitely get some heat. Pop the, pop the uh, balloon, oh, or what do you call it, the uh, beach ball? Yeah, the beach ball. Yeah, that was like a big deal. Like RIP beach ball signs and stuff like that are going to be coming out. Yeah, but it, that again, that's another thing that annoyed me about the week after, because that's all Twitter was talking about. Respect the wrestlers. Beach ball. Respect the wrestlers. Respect the wrestlers. And, I mean, I thought it was an awesome move by Cesaro, because you don't see that often, but he was pretty much telling the crowd, like, Pay attention we're, we're to my match. jobs, dudes. Yeah. But I loved it, and that match was awesome to me. So I was great crowd reactions too. because we weren't getting a lot of great crowd reactions that yeah in that night. But that match had that for sure. I mean, the next match was good, but it was a little disappointing to me because it didn't go my way. Alexa Bliss, uh, Sasha Banks, Raw Women's Championship, dude. I didn't expect Sasha to to you know what would you say uh, bounce back in the summertime to kill the drought of, uh, you know, the summertime blues, you know, it's, it's summertime and it's, it's Sasha summertime. Banks time, That's obviously. Right. Summer, summer, summertime. When it's summertime, it's Sasha Banks time and uh, <laughs> Alexa Bliss lost the strap, man. And they had a good back and forth. They were stiff. Yeah. Yeah. You tell, you could tell that they, you know, but they worked, I wouldn't want to even say stiff. They were snug. Like they were giving each other some good pops, but they were being safe about everything, and I, I enjoyed it. I like when people like really don't like each other; you, mm-hmm. they just have better matches. Yep. So I enjoyed it. I was it plays su- off better on screen. I was su- exactly. I was surprised that um, Alexa Bliss lost because I th- I felt like she was hot right now, and they were like really going with her. Oh, she's hot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's got a good look. So, uh, <laughs> but I think she's one that no matter what they're gonna give her. She's gonna get over. Oh yeah. She got she got the it factor right now for sure. And for me, she does. Yeah. And, and I just don't know where they're going with Sasha. Maybe they're giving her another chance because she's over too. You like, know where they're going? Where they're going goes. Sasha Bailey. <laughs> you know, for at Survivor Series or something like that. Who does the heel turn? I don't know, man. See, we can't even think about that. Right yeah, now. no. But, Let's just get into yeah, Jinder Mahal uh, and Nakamura. <laughs> you know, um, no heel turns here. Shinsuke and uh, Jinder Mahal. Everybody's picking Jinder, uh, Nakamura to win, mm-hmm. even in Vegas where they bet on wrestling pay-per-views now. <laughs> um, so I, I, um, I think we both thought Nakamura was going to win. And yep. uh, they, they swerved us. Uh, his little boys come out and uh, the Singh brothers, brothers. And they interfere. We get the, you know, that kind of finish. Nothing special. Yeah. He pinned him, though, clean right in the middle of the ring. I was surprised about that. Yeah, no. after a distraction, though. Yeah. It wasn't legit clean. Yeah, but yeah. But he didn't like, yeah, it wasn't a count out or like something. He gave something. two Disqualif- to, to I, the boys and then all I would have thought disqualification if they weren't going to have Shinsuke yeah. win it. And I'm pretty, yeah. I hear that. It's definitely. cool, man. I'm happy. I, dude, I, oh, I've said every happy. single week that I like Jinder. Oh, like, he's got a good he's look. Yeah, I like his entrance. I like his song. Like... Yep. He's good in the ring. Like everything about him, fine with me, dude. Like I'm, I'm excited. Let's to roll see with it. Where they go with Jinder now? Because there is no money in the bank briefcase. So yeah, do they keep on going with Shinsuke for a little while? I thought they put on a good match. It was nothing, you know, disappointing. Yeah, by any means, it, it was a good match. I don't know that Shinsuke's hit that world title level yet, in the fans' eyes or in Vince's eyes. To, to me, like, he's super over because of the entrance and stuff like that, yeah. and that obviously helps. Right. But if as soon as he puts that strap on, like, and he has to talk to the crowd, like, and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't... I just think he needs to be the king of strong style, and they mm-hmm. should let him kick people more. Yeah. And do more. Do he more. should be doing the stuff that Aleister Black's doing, and, yep. you know, honestly. Because he can do it. Yep. Take off the, take off the shin pads, baby. 
Yeah. Main event time. Oh yeah. Did we miss anything the before we jump event. into the main event? Not that I know of. Um, I'm pretty sure we got everything. There was no like wacky segment with any celebrities this year. That was kind of cool. I was super happy about Besides that. Besides all the commercials, but yeah, 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 yeah. So this is another match we were both excited about. I know I personally was, and you know what? This is a big time. I dozed off this year. I was like amped up. Dude, it was a long show, but this match, like, because of all the noise and everything that's going on, mm-hmm. like, you, you you watched it, you enjoyed it. Dude, everybody was stiff, everybody was doing good moves, everything yeah. was smooth. These are big men throwing each other around and nothing looked sloppy. Like, you know, they didn't, yeah. nobody was fighting slow. Nobody was just like, oh, I'm going to give you a, a, I'm going to punch people every once in a while. Like, they're all taking big moves, yeah. doing big moves. You know, we saw tons of stuff. You know, um, Strowman put Brock through two announce tables, then covered him with the third one. You know, we saw spears, people getting thrown over the top rope, big men going down, yeah. big men going off the top. I mean, we legit start out. We saw Brock Lesnar get taken out on a stretcher, which I don't like, especially yeah. when he shows I, up later on in the match. I was going to exactly say that. Just leave him under, you know, everything, throw chairs on him. We've seen that stuff before, but it works. That's fine. It's, you know, eventually he slides out and they can do the finish where Brock walks away with the title, man. Mm-hmm. You called it, bro. I was like, no way they do that. I thought he's yeah. going to UFC for sure. But um, he still could be. Well, Bones Jones failed his drug test. Did you know that? I did know that. That came but that out. Wasn't for the, that was for a match coming up soon. So, but how long is he suspended for? I don't know any of that. As you, no, but just think like he's supposed to fight Bones Jones. It's supposed to be this big money fight. Bones Jones fails another steroid test. He's probably suspended for a year, and all of a sudden Brock Lesnar retains a week later because mm-hmm. he's like, nope, UFC ain't happening. I'm staying. Yeah. Dude, I loved it. I was fine. Like everything, I didn't even think about it until once Boom. everything happened and he won. And I'm like, yep, the UFC thing, UFC thing fell through because he failed his drug test. And I'm pretty sure we called that on a podcast too. <laughs> uh, you know, that's not good. But um, yeah, Brock Lesnar retains. I'm excited, man. You know, they're saying that uh, maybe we'll see him a little more. Yeah. I'm okay with the now with the title not being around as much. But I think the Intercontinental title yeah, should be on one of those other guys then. Like, and, and I know that this isn't something, this is totally contradicting where I've been be at it before because I like The Miz and he can be in that group of guys. That's fine with yeah. me. But he shouldn't be wrestling, you know, low, Jason Jordan then because he's not with those guys. Right. Like, one of them gets a shot at Brock and we do a three month thing about that. Mm-hmm. And the rest of them go after the Intercontinental title, including Samoa Joe, Roman, exactly. you know, John Cena, whoever. And the mid, anybody who's like on that second tier could be like a United States title guy, in my opinion. Yeah. Sami Zayn, you know, right now, uh, Kevin Owens, you know, because I don't, you know, right now he's doing good in that. You know what I mean? Those kind of guys. Like, I think all those guys could be fine. Yeah. And Kevin Owens could easily jump up into that, yeah. into that yeah. other group. And there's quite a few guys that could. But I think right now, like, the people who are in that four-way, like, one of those other three should be carrying around that Intercontinental belt because that can be his way into the main event, you know? Oh, if you want a shot at the real belt, you got to give that one up. Now we have an Intercontinental title tournament with Seth Rollins in it, you know? Like, oh, man, you know what I mean? At a 16-man tournament in one pay-per-view. Yeah, in one pay-per-view. I wouldn't even want to see that. If it was for the United States title, Apollo, fine. But, like... 
I don't know, 16 guys. Not even guys, for a like, tournament? Like, just to get names in there? like Not for a big tournament like that, uh, maybe. But I'm thinking, like, I'm Samoa Joe, yeah. Roman Reigns, you know, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, these guys, The Miz, Kevin Owens. He's in, Those guys are in that group, too. But those kind of guys, where right. you know, like, somebody legit's going to be like... Sheamus? Mm, tag team guy. Okay. He's a tag team. He's a tag team guy. I like him though. I like him. But he needs to. I'm happy with the tag team thing. He's a good fella. Always has. <laughs> Brock Lesnar walks away with the strap, dude. Yep. I'm excited about that. Oh yeah, especially after the bumps, man. And if anything, um, Braun. Yes. Mr. Braun. He looked great. Showed that he can hang in the main event status. He looked great. Uh, He's got gas, man. For a big man, he oh, was moving yeah. around the whole time, running. You know, man, I, I love me some Braun. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get some Braun and Brock soon because those two guys squared off a little bit. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, they kind of gave us that hint balls. that that's coming. And, and when you think about it, in the layout of the match, that is an awesome strategy for Braun. Lay out the biggest threat, which would be Brock. Yep. Through the table. Oh, he got up. Boom, there's another table. Oh, he got up again. Boom, let's smash this table over him. Dude. I, I loved it. And then, you know, when the action got on, and then Roman got his stuff in. Yep. I, I like Roman. I thought everybody I looked I'm, good. I, I'm not buying his t-shirt, but I like what he does in the ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the one thing, do you notice he chucked those stairs the wrong way at Braun? No. He cut him the hard way. Ah, uh, no, he, I didn't he, see. He threw him with the, with the V that goes in the pole. Yep. Forward rather than the the footstep yep. part forward, and it cut Braun right in the head, right above the ear. No care. So when, I remember seeing the blood. When Brock came, came out, from. so another kudos to Braun showing nice. that he's tough in in a situation where. Yep, he's gonna keep going. Yeah, whether things going. get things get weird, you just keep rolling. And with every, it. I love the match. Everyone got all their good stuff in. You know, I thought it was great. Kimura locks. They got or, plenty of time. It wasn't yeah. super quick, you know. I, I I thought it was fine. The Kasha Hajime, whatever we yeah. want to call it. Um, Samoa Joe looked good too. Yeah, they all look strong. Everyone did. Yeah, and every, it was all. And that's the point of it. Big, heavyweight guys. It yep. was sweet. Yep. Right on, man. I loved it. That was a great way to close the show. I enjoyed SummerSlam. I there were things that I didn't like, but for the most part, we're gonna give it a grade, I guess, like we usually do. What do you want to do? One to ten. I'm gonna give it uh, eight. I liked it, man. It was an eight. It wasn't great, but it I was, was an eight. nine. Yeah, I'm going nine. You're yeah. a niner on that one. Yeah, because when I dial back and get off Twitter and I'm... get off the backstage dirt sheets and whatever, yeah, yep, just watch the show for what it is. Yeah, I liked it. I hear you, man. That's cool, Merle. All right, man. SummerSlam, I dig it. I like where they're going. I'm excited to see what happens on Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Let's get into the Spotlight Match of the Week. <laughs> All right, man. Spotlight Match of the Week time? Is that where we're going right now? Absolutely. We can jump into the Spotlight Match of the Week. It was my turn this week, and I chose ECW, Barely Legal 1997, main event, the dual main event of the night. The grudge match. The grudge match part of the main That's events. Right. Yep, we had dual main events. Sabu versus Taz. Dude, this is one of my favorite matches of all time, and it's because of buildup. You know, obviously this pay-per-view was um, almost not put out because, you know, pay-per-view, whoever just makes those decisions, you know, considered it too bloody, too real, too on the line of what wrestling was and what real fighting is, I guess, and, you know, too brutal, Yeah, basically, for even pay-per-view. And one of the main reasons, too, is when they were looking at, like, okay, this is the product that they want to put on pay-per-view, there was that whole crucifixion angle with Sandman. 
and the pay-per-view guys were like, ugh. Yep. Uh, I don't know if we should put these yeah, guys on pay-per-view. Yeah, that was a little too risque, a little too shocking. Yep. So we walk into this match on April 13th. It's not for the title. Raven has the ECW championship. It's yeah. billed as the grudge match of the century mm-hmm. by the man Joey Styles on the mic. And he lays everything out for us like only he can and like he does by himself, which is phenomenal. Yep. And we get everything that we need to know about this match, even if you haven't been watching every week. And I think at this time they were like either super late night on a weird channel or just like on That's the internet right. type deal. You know, great. so... If you didn't watch like that, which a lot of people didn't back in the day, it wasn't as easily accessible, mm-hmm. you know, um, you were finding out about all this right now, and that five-minute buildup was all you needed to be super stoked about this match and to want to find out more later on. But um, Sabu made his entrance second. Taz comes out, does all his stuff. Sabu's, like, in the Instantly. ring. <laughs> in the ring before Taz even, like, does all his poses and stuff like that. He does a couple, but, like... All of a sudden, Sabu's in the ring, and he's like, all right, I'm ready to fight. I'm like, dude, did I miss Sabu? Does Sabu not have music this week? Or, like, what's yeah. going on? With a great call by Joey, too. He's like, yeah. Sabu's in the ring. Okay. What yep. are we doing here? It seemed like he didn't expect it, but right away, he's like, oh, they hate each other so much that he's not even going to wait for his music to come out and fight Taz. Um, they had a huge stare down, you know, your classic wrestling grudge match stare down, Hulk Hogan, Andre type deal, flash bulbs going off, you know, mm-hmm. not like a WrestleMania flash mob, but you know, that's, that's the moment that we're having right there. And I'm, I'm excited about it. Taz is big. He's strong. He's thick. He looks good. Like he looks like he could whip some ass, you know, and, um, Sabu, he's cut, he's torn. His boots are ripped up. Like this guy looks like he's been through war already. He's so he, hardcore. so he's, he's ready hardcore. for another one, you know. And um, obviously, the Philadelphia Arena crowd's going nuts because yeah. they've been waiting for this for a long, long time. They've mm-hmm. seen the live back and forth with these guys. It was almost a year they didn't physically touch yep. each other. And yeah. To, and to stem off of that, if you don't mind, I was one of those guys watching. We had it on the Spanish Channel at twelve thirty in the morning. Oof. On Saturday nights. And one of the when you said this, one of the memories that went to my head was ECW obviously threw a lot of commercials for their own product. And there was this yeah. one thirty second um, November to remember VHS commercial because that's how they sold all their stuff via VHS. Yeah. And it was the lights were out and you hear Joey Styles. The lights are out, but Taz is not alone. Taz is not alone. The lights go on. Boom, there's Sabu doing his pose. The crowd goes nuts. Yeah. We haven't seen Sabu in a while. And, and you know, Taz, for the buildup, is the only one who speaks between the two. So Taz was cutting all the promos. Yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to choke you out. I'm yeah. going to take you from an inch. But, he's, but he does it on such, like, a Jake the Snake, like, devious level. Like, I'm oh, going gonna, gonna, to choke you out. Mm-hmm. And just, like... Like, he's talking right to his face two inches away. He's like, you know, the way we just saw on um, Now It All Clicks, like, the way um, Samoa Joe cuts the promo on Paul Heyman a while back. Oh, yeah. And he leans right in. Mm -hmm. What do you think Paul Heyman told him about that? Like, (laughs) the same thing. true, yeah. Yeah, that's funny now that I'm all, like, putting it together. So, yeah, I love that little 30-second commercial. Yeah. And it just reminded me, like... Of the build-up of this match, like like you did talk about. And then for them to finally get in the ring, and you know 
there's going to be no shenanigans and they're going to Absolutely you know, not. Down. We get the epic stare down, which they were clearly told to do because everything else surrounding that <laughs> match says that they would never do that in the middle of the ring. But um, we get that so everybody can get their pictures. Meltzer gets his pictures in and <laughs> Bill Apter gets his pictures in. And, and, we're, and we're off to the races, dude. They're, they're swinging at each other. They're swinging hard. They're hitting each other hard. Oh, they're yeah. not slapping their chest when they're punching each other. Those are real sounds oh. coming. <laughs> Those are real slaps coming off everything. And um, right off the bat, Sabu uh, blocks an early Taz mission. And Joey Style goes nuts because nobody's blocked it before. Yep. He's always, when he went for it, that's it. It was Game over. over yep. Yeah. Whether it was 30 seconds in or 30 minutes into the match. When he right. decided it was time, it was over. So right off the bat, Sabu gets out of it. He avoids it before he can lock it in. And Taz's face, like, just the facial expressions, you know, over the course of a year and several years of him wrestling, nobody's ever done this. And he sold it great. I loved it. Um, Sabu got an early broken nose from one of those stiff shots. Oh, I didn't yeah, see exactly forearms. which one. Yeah. yeah oh, one of the forearms. Oh, it looks so good. He was almost face down, too. He had his head to the side. Taz yep. is just, like you said, they ain't slapping their chests on this one, boys. Nope. <laughs> absolutely not, man. And it, it looked good. Like, you know, and I'm sure it hurt, but for the rest of the match with him bleeding, it brought a lot of that, you oh, know, yeah. good stuff into the and match. I believe the call on that one from Joey Styles was, oh, Taz would be disqualified from an amateur wrestling match with forearms like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's true, man. And uh, the next big thing that sticks out to me you know, because they really slow things down and sell. You know, this is a long match, but there's not a lot, a ton going on because they're selling everything, and I love that. It makes it feel real. This yeah. match felt real. The way they're hitting each other was real. The way they were selling felt real. Um, Sabu, big dive into the crowd, and um, they battle into the crowd oh, yeah. for a little while, which I like. That's ECW style. Yep, the triple jump. Yep, and it was right over the guardrail, mm -hmm. you know, um... These guys are selling really well again all over the place. The match has good pace. The next thing that sticks out with Taz lands a super stiff clothesline. Oh, yeah. Like, um, shoots him off the ropes. He's coming back, and Taz is a little too closer than Sabu expects him to be. And he just lays it right into him. And Sabu can't even take the bump good. He just, like, mm -hmm. oh, gets drilled with it. Yeah. Um, Taz with a big belly to belly over the guardrail into the crowd through the chairs, bro. Yeah. Uh, Dude, we'll never see that like in any wrestling show. That's so dangerous. Like to just belly belly somebody right over into the sick. crowd. The the chairs like are all busted up underneath them. These are you know steel metal chairs, the cheapest ones you can find. You know, so they're they're steel and they're heavy duty. You know those mm -hmm. ones. Every church got a closet full of them. <laughs> and um, you know he broke two of them. Ugh. Yeah, it was brutal. And you know how Taz does his suplex. Like, oh, yeah. he don't he give a F. Machine. He'll throw you, and wherever you land is how you land. That's how you'll be. Like, you better adjust yourself in the air on your own <laughs> because there ain't none of that going on, man. But, oh, that's that was another one of my favorite spots in the match. Um, big setups into the guardrail. Um, they put the table there. Sabu um, misses the tornado DDT and takes the big bump in it. I thought that was a cool spot. Yep. You remember that one? Yeah, definitely a cool spot, man. Um, Sabu can just take the pain. Yeah. You know, but it's. I was surprised that we did too. table things. Like, I knew that they had to do something for Sabu because he's big into it. And um, I thought it was cool that he was the one that took the bump. I, I just, you know, seeing somebody do the tornado and throw him right off, like, mm, mid good. trying to do the tornado DDT, I thought it looked super cool. Oh, yeah. Um,. They obviously they're all 
they're both continuing to sell great because they have to at this point. They're probably really pretty beaten up and, and hurting pretty bad. Um, Sabu got the Taz mission on Taz for a second. That was the next big part. Yeah. AJ Styles. Uh, AJ Styles. Joey Styles is going <laughs> nuts. And um, Taz does a sweet belly-to-back suplex and uh, dumps Sabu on his head. That was yeah. like his reversal out of it. Right on but his you head. Knew he knew how to do. That's what I thought when I watched it. I'm like, if anyone can reverse this, it's yeah, going to be Taz. He, he knows what boom. people can do. Yep, absolutely. Um, so right after that, he does his uh, T-bone suplex, which sets up the Taz mission. Lays it on him. Sabu goes stiff. He's out in the middle of the ring. Yeah. And uh, Taz wins, dude. Taz music hits. We get some, uh, you know, shenanigans at the end. Do you want to go over that stuff? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. It was a little bit of shenanigans, in my opinion, if I can give you my There was a lot of shenanigans. So, like three or four different things happened in like five minutes. After so that. the fact that, you know, Taz picks up the stick and he says respect and he wants to shoot. He cuts a nice promo, he dude. He's like, nice dude, promo. like a like a, a, a shoot promo. Yeah. He's like, it ain't no secret that I don't like you and it really hurts me to say this, but I respect you. Like, that's him saying like, I don't like you, man, but you can go. And you he, know what I mean? He, he put his hand out to shake his hand. Yep. In my head, man, they built this match up to be like, Someone was getting choked out and left on a stretcher. Like he did they, get choked out, they but yeah, yeah, hated each other. And now yep. he wants to shake his hand. Like, mm-hmm. mm, okay, but and even to point this fact out, little uh, tidbit: if you look at the familiars, as I like to call them, in the front row of the ECW, yeah, room, yeah, yeah, the straw hat guy and the mustache guy right next to him, they're doing yeah. like the slow golf clap, like, okay. Because they're thinking the same as me. Like, dude, yeah. I thought they were going to murder each other. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is ECW Arena, but we got to respect the respect aspect. Yeah. But then... Taz even, like, shoots on a fan for, like, yelling something out. Like, don't oh, yeah. don't shake his hand, Sabu. Don't do it. You yeah. Know? And he's like, you shut your mouth. And that's what made it feel like, shoot, yeah. Like, yeah. shut your mouth while I'm talking. Yeah. yeah. yeah this is nothing to do with you. Which was cool. Yep. You know? But then shenanigans yeah. more ensue. Yeah. We get Rob Van Dam. Yeah, he hits the ring, bro. Yeah, he hits the ring and starts beating the crap out of Taz. And Sabu jumps right in. Yep. Bam, bam, the boys. Boom. The boys are back in town. Double turn right there. Yep, they're beating him down. We get the double turn. Um, RVD comes in. Actually, you know, it's kind of a triple, a triple turn. Yeah, yep. I was just going to say that. It's a triple turn. And then after they do the beatdown, Bill Alfonso comes in and he's like, you know, I've seen enough. You can't hit Taz no more. Um, I'm not going to stand for this. I'm going to stand up to you two guys. And he starts taking his shirt yeah. off. And what does he have on, on underneath? A Sabu shirt. A Sabu shirt. And it's we get the, four, the the quadruple turn because he turns too at the end. We get RVD turning ba- like doing bad things for the first time. Yeah. You know, Taz shaking the hand, which he should have okay, never done. Right, I did, okay. Yeah, Sabu making the turn and Bill Alfonso and doing Alfonso the turn. And then Alfonso turns it up yeah. too. He starts shooting, yeah. shooting on Taz. I taught you everything you know. Yeah. Yeah, you're nothing. You're nothing. Yeah. And Taz, yeah, true to his character, I gotta try to stay strong at the end. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, he's still then, going with it at the and end. And this is what's awesome about this match. This is why it's a spotlight match to me. Not just the build up and the brutality. Yeah. But we had an emergence of RVD when he gets on the stick. Ah, so good. All my fans, they love me. And if you don't love me, you gotta respect me. Yeah. F bombs, yep. <laughs> yeah, and he is now because this was the first pay per view. He is Mister Pay Per View, yeah, and he looks right at that hard camera and says, 
hey, I'd love to work Mondays. So any other companies want a piece of this? Talk to my boy Fonzie over here. Yeah. And that was just like, that's RVD to me. It was the beginning of his skyrocketing. Man. Absolutely, man. Awesome, I loved it. Awesome pick, man. Dude, thank you very much. I appreciated it. it. You know, tell us what you think on Twitter. You hit us up at WPC Smash. We want to know what you guys think about these matches. And uh, Mike, do you have an idea what you want to do for next week? I do. Lay it I out there. I am going to pick from WrestleMania 21. Ooh, going back to WrestleMania. I love it. Yep, I'm going back. Shawn Michaels versus Kurt Angle. Oh, yes. I love that one. That'll be a good one, man. All right, awesome. So, WrestleMania 21, HBK versus Kurt Angle. We're going to get another legit one, and we'll talk about it next week. So, hit us up. Let us know what you think. And if you've got any ideas for me for next week, you know, I'd like to see what you guys think we should go over. So, uh, yeah, definitely hit us up when you get a chance. Thank you very much for listening. Yeah, most definitely. And, and you know, it it's, extends beyond Twitter, too. Um, every week I post the episode on Facebook. There you Comment, go. Comment, like, yep. share, whatever. Give us your input. We, we'd love to hear. Everyone's Spread the word, there. baby. Spread the word. Oh, yeah. All right. Now we're going to go over to Pipster for some bold predictions. Pipster's bold predictions of the week. Yeah! Ready for some straight fire this week, guys? All right, so I think last week I said I was going to be doing the AFC East and NFC East, but I'm going to change it up a little bit this week. I'm going to save the those two um, for next week, the final week. A lot of shaking up in that <laughs> with the Buffalo Bills trading away everybody and uh, the Jets just... Having not a lot, i got to reevaluate my uh, bold predictions because I, I made them quite early uh, on. Uh, so we're going to move on to the AFC North and the NFC North. Uh, so starting off with some bold predictions here of the AFC North, uh, we got uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I am predicting that they will be the last place team in the division. Uh, while this doesn't seem too much like a bold prediction, they have made the playoffs in the last several years. Uh, so... I just don't think they have enough weapons. Um, losing Kenneth Dixon, not really having much else besides that. I, if they pick up some players, maybe. But um, right now, I, I just don't see it. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, we got Joe Mixon. will have more touchdown receptions than Giovanni Bernard, Jeremy Hill, and AJ, AJ Green by Week 7 combined. I am expecting a huge year from Joe Mixon uh, early and often. Uh, I think he's going to be replacing more Bernard than Jeremy Hill. It looks like right now that Jeremy Hill has the starting job, but I don't see it being a time split after a little bit. I think Joe Mixon's just going to take over and Jeremy Hill will be traded for draft picks and maybe Giovanni Bernard will be kept for insurance. Uh, AJ Green is a great player, but known for slow starts, so... I really think that, you know, I could see Joe Mixon having like, I don't know, six or seven touchdowns, maybe like one a week. And Bernard Hill and AJ Green totaling maybe together like six all together, you know, like two each, maybe. Or maybe Gene Bernard doesn't get any. Maybe Hill gets like two on the goal line and AJ Green gets like four. So that's my bold prediction for Cincinnati. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Now, this might be a little bit too bold, but I, I think that they will have a top five defense. Um, the defense usually shows up for Cleveland. Um, it's usually offense that fails. But um, I think they will have a top five defense with the additions they made uh, in the draft. 
the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the final team in the AFC North. I'm seeing them as having uh, the most touchdowns in the league. Pause for effect. I know that's not that bold of a prediction, but I also don't see them making the playoffs. So they are going to be a very, very fantasy-friendly team, but they're not going to the playoffs. So real life, not so much. Fantasy, sure thing. Uh, They have so many weapons. It's hard to see these guys not just scoring like a bajillion points, but uh, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, So we got the NFC North. Uh, now, uh, so starting off with the Chicago Bears, I see Cameron Meredith as a top 10 wide receiver. So uh, like the Broncos, I don't see them having a top 20 wide receiver. I see Cameron Meredith being a top 10 wide receiver. I think there's changing at the guards with a lot of these positions. And I think it's going to start off with uh, Cameron Meredith over the next couple of years. Um, Detroit Lions, I have Matthew Stafford will throw more touchdowns than any quarterback in this division. So just to go over that, Sam Bradford might not seem like a big threat in this division, and whoever's throwing the ball for Chicago might not seem like that's a really big thing. But uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers is in this division. So I see Matthew Stafford throwing more touchdown passes than Aaron Rodgers this season. Uh, So getting on to the Green Bay Packers here, I have Aaron Rodgers will have the most rushing touchdowns than any other quarterback in the league. Um, now, he usually ends up the year somewhere around five or six. I think he's going to be pushing close to eight or nine. I don't think these guys have much of a running game. I don't trust Ty Montgomery. There's already issues with him, maybe with that sickle cell disease that's becoming all the rage nowadays. Um, slow to heal, slow to recover. Uh, they got Jamal Williams, the rookie, but he's a rookie. Not a lot of talk from him. So I, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be almost like a pseudo cam newton if you will and he's just gonna have uh, a bananas year with the uh with the rushing touchdowns and finally we have the minnesota vikings uh my big prediction for this i think their o-line is gonna get their crap together i think letting go of adrian peterson was a huge mistake and i think dalvin cook will be the rookie of the year and he will rush for over 1500 yards that's right over 1500 yards rookie of the year sensation dalvin cook um, he definitely would have been somebody I was targeting if I had an early round pick in our draft. I didn't, so I couldn't boo-hoo, boo-hoo. So that's it, guys. Lighting the world on fire with another prediction. Uh, I'm going to get some thoughts together about our draft we just had, and uh, I'm going to release that with the AFC East and the NFC East uh, next week before the uh, before the season starts. So uh, thank you guys very much for listening once again, and uh, send it back to you guys in the studio. Peace! Hi, Pete. That was sweet, dude. I very much enjoyed that segment this week. I thought your predictions were a lot more likely to possibly happen. They are still mm-hmm. bold, but I definitely dug some of the stuff. I agree somewhere you went uh, with a few things. I disagree with a few things. Yeah. More namely, I don't think any man in their right mind would let Aaron Rodgers run any kind of consistently. And, uh, but I, I, dude, I'm, I dug the segment. I'm super excited for next week when we can really go into depth with, uh, you know, fantasy and dynasty fantasy and in our draft, hopefully. And, you know, we got a lot of exciting things coming for this segment. So thanks a lot. We appreciate your work with it. And uh, we're definitely stoked to get together next week and really lay into this segment a little bit.
All right, man. I had another awesome week, dude. WPC Smash podcasting. This is fun, man. I enjoy spending time with you. And, yep, lots to talk about. We got another episode, you know, packed next week. We have uh, TMA Destination X. We have SummerSlam Aftermath. Obviously, we have our Spotlight Match of the Week, which is always uh, one of the most exciting parts. And we got HBK, Kurt Angle, WrestleMania 21, so check it out. Again, we got a little more pop culture next week, you know, less six-hour pay-per-views going on, so we'll have some more time. We're definitely going to go over Sonic, which was super fun and came out last week or a couple weeks ago. We have, obviously, a big fantasy segment coming, and Call of Duty World War II, like, that bait is out there for PS Pro and, you know, other stuff. We're going to get it next week on Xbox. So if we don't get to play it, we're definitely going to talk about the videos we've seen, but we got a lot going on with that. So, you know, definitely another packed episode next week. Check us out. Tell your friends. Subscribe. Mike Moran, anything for the people? No, just once again, thanks for listening. And like Ian said, jam-packed next week. All right, give me two sweet. Two sweet. Two You can find us on Twitter at WPC Smash. Or on our website, WPCSmash.wordpress.com, where you can find current and past episodes, a donation button, and links for iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, brother.